Put away your pitchforks, Steelers fans. T.J. Watt is Defensive Player of the Year. I know we had a whole plan to go and take down the NFL headquarters if this happened again, but it's not happening because your guy, T.J. Watt, is NFL Defensive Player of the Year. We're going to talk about that on this show, what what it was like, J.J. Watt presenting him the award, what other Steelers have said about him. Joe Green had a really good clip. Jerome Bettis has said some things. There's a lot of really cool things that came of this, and – We've all talked about what are the Steelers doing next at quarterback, but isn't what TJ Watt is going to be able to do, what we know he's going to be able to do over the next four or five years, a big part of who the Steelers could be in this next era of what this franchise becomes? Of course it will be. We'll break down how that could really work out for the Steelers' favor, as well as give you our Super Bowl predictions. I'm Chris Carter. Joining me today will be Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Let's get into it. Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Be sure to hit the like button if you're watching this video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our daily content, as it's all free Monday through Friday. If you want to help out the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a positive comment, and you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank when you fill up at your local gas station. Thanks again for making this the, your first listen of the day. We are joined by our regular Friday guest, Jenna Harner, who is live in L.A., y'all. She's been covering the Super Bowl all week long. She's been there working hard, crushing it, doing what she does for Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, how are you living out there? It is wonderful. I will have to say the sunshine here every day has been the most wonderful thing. I like realized how good my mood is. I'm like, oh my God, it's sunny and warm again. So Pittsburgh, I promise I will bring this back with me when I come back after the Super Bowl on Monday. You better. You, I'm, I, am ty- I am tired of this cold stuff. I promise. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Not the cold isn't fun. I needed a break, and so we're here. But yeah, I will bring this back with me, and hopefully, it's like a nice little uh, warm up. It would be that would be awesome. But let's get down to the big store. Big store, of course. T.J. Watt has won Defensive Player of the Year, and going away, the votes revealed. I think there were only what five votes of the voters that didn't vote for him. Some went to Michael Parsons. Some went to Aaron Donald. But T.J. Watt won the far out majority of the votes. There wasn't really much debate, and. uh it was a it was a pretty cool moment. JJ Watt, you know, getting to present to him and JJ Watt having won it three times himself. You know, this was kind of a passing of the torch. And, you know, it was a it was a really cool one because Steelers fans especially had known, like, man, there's been at least two years where TJ could have won the award. And Steelers fans finally get to say, Hey, that's defensive player of the year right there. And it was such a cool, like when JJ Watt came out, because even TJ didn't know, I mean, you would assume he kind of like had an idea, but like, you know, we didn't kind of know he was going to be presenting this award. And then all of a sudden it was like, 
okay, this feels like it has to be TJ. Like, of course it does. Like, why would JJ be presenting this award of all things and him and Katy Perry shtick about like, (laughs) oh, you know, someone you know really well is getting, you know, is up for this award. But what a cool moment for the two of them just to hug the way they did that embrace on stage. I mean, you just saw that, you know, brotherly emotion. That's exactly what this was. And this was something... Chris, you and I have heard all season long, TJ Watt, Mm -hmm. this was something he set his eyes on. This was something he was like, I want to accomplish this. I want to get this. He set his sights on this. And his team campaigned for him every single week. They did. I mean, I was going to say, Cam and Ben, I mean, everybody was saying, give this man defensive play. I mean, they would would Uh, tell us, the media, in our set, we wouldn't even ask about it. And they would be like, give this man defensive play of the year. It, it was a it was an active campaign on their part. It really was, and just what a cool moment! I, I love the camera shot when they panned to his mom and dad, and they were both just so misty. You could just tell how much this meant, <laughs> because again, especially after last season, um, you know, a lot of people were like, "Okay, what more does he have to do?" TJ Watt even said that himself. What more do I have to do? And this was the season he went out, he did it, and it kind of was one of those you expected it to happen, but I think Steelers fans were definitely still holding their breath a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, and, and literally, he tied the NFL sack record. He literally tied what Michael Strahan said. And it's like, okay, yep. what, what else do you need? Do you need to, to break it? Do you need to, to do that and break the interception record at the same time? That was what it was getting down to. And, and Steelers <laughs> fans, I, I, I felt, for, I feel for you because this was this was ridiculous. Like, you, you, like you, you thought last year, and listen, Aaron Donald, one of the greatest players of all time. Absolutely. Oh. And that's tough competition to, to be up against. But this year, it's like, look, TJ got the double teams. TJ was held a lot. You you can't you can't say that he was just getting good matchups. Uh, the yeah. Steelers, you know, were, were were hurt up every other week, so you can't say any of that. So what what other excuse you got? And eventually, the, the, the committee was like, "All right, he's been through it. He's a superstar. Like we'll we'll give him his due." But another cool thing about this Jenna is he is now this is he is now the seventh Pittsburgh Steeler to win the defensive player of the year. This is now the eighth time that a Steeler has won defensive player of the year because Joe Green won it twice. No other team in NFL history since the start of this award has won more than four. Only the Ravens and the Giants each have four defensive player of the year winners. That is insane. That is crazy to think about. And it also speaks to what this Pittsburgh Steelers defense and their defensive identity is. They're such a team that's built on that. That's something they've been so, you know, intense and intent on since you mm-hmm. go back to, you know, the Steel Curtain days. That's what this team is. And that's how, you know, that's how they're built. It's something they're so pro- they're, they're so proud of and prideful in. And it's crazy to kind of see this legacy continued. And we heard TJ Watt in the um, post, I would say at post game, the post award press conference, just talk about that, you know, carrying on this legacy, how awesome it is to be in that company of those guys. And, you know, Troy Palomalu was the last guy to win this back in 2010. So it's been a while that a Steelers defensive player has won this, but I feel like no one more deserving. And again, especially after the season he had, especially considering too, you look back to the Ravens game and uh, I don't know about you, but I think he should have broken the sack record. That's just me. I'll That's add the- <laughs> now, now you're now you like the, the Steelers fans just put the pitchforks away, but here's <laughs> Jenna Hunter trying to make them get a pick it back up. We got more, we got work to do. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but but in all seriousness, Jenna, it's, it's a huge moment for him, a really cool moment for the organization. And, and again, the, the, the reason I brought up the number is because you're right. This is the identity of the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization, whether it's the 70s, the 90s, the 2000s, or right now. The Steelers have, in their best days, have been about the defense, have been about yeah. shutting people down, creating opportunities for the offense, and letting that unit be the group that carries forward. And a lot of people have said, you know, in today's NFL, the days of dominant defense are over because just the rules yeah. don't allow for it. There's too talented, too many talented quarterbacks out there. But maybe the Steelers could be the group that, 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 that disproves that in the coming years. I want to talk to Jenna more about this in just a minute here, because I do think that TJ want, you know, people are talking about, Oh, it's Ben Roethlisberger. You know, you know, who's going to be his heir. Who's going to be the next guy that carries the Steelers forward. What if it's not a quarterback? What if it is the defense that carries the Steelers forward and they're the group and TJ Watt is the guy that leads them. There's there's some historical context there that I think would really work out. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, we're gonna talk to you guys about Get Upside. Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code Touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your on your first fill up. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per, uh, to, per gallon. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a year in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Be sure to download the free GetUpside app to, and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more on, your, on cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the GetUpside app. We're also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football is about to have the Super Bowl. It's not just about the scores. It's not just about who wins. It's about the props, who scores first, who gets this many yards. Will so-and-so get, you know, will Joe Mixon have over 50 yards rushing? Will this guy, all those type of bets, you can go to BetOnline.net right now and place your bets down because BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute on uh, info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season at BetOnline, where the game starts. Back-to-back ad reads, we keep rolling, Jenna, so let's keep rolling. Um, let, let's talk about the 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 perspective the perspective idea here of TJ and the defense being the unit that sort of galvanizes the Steelers and take them forward and I, I mentioned this yesterday because Josh Taylor brought this up to me on Wednesday's episode that if you look back even in the past three years with or without Ben Roethlisberger the Steelers have won twenty nine games twenty two of those games they have the defense has allowed twenty or less points by to the opponent. And they've won the turnover battle. In today's NFL, that's pretty doggone dominant. That means that you're that means you're putting in the serious work. That means you're keep you're you're keeping a, an opponent from scoring at least three touchdowns, and you're getting that your offense the ball back more than the other team's defense is. To me, that is a sign of there is greatness in the defense. There's struggles at times. If you look back at the last three years they were number five uh they, they were the fifth best defense in points and yards allowed in 2019 they were the third best defense in points and yards allowed in 2020 uh those numbers dipped of course in 2021 with the deep with the run defense problems but jenna tj watt he's been a superstar for so long he continues to get better 
I truly think that when you look at the greats that you were talking about, whether it's James Harrison or Troy Polamalu or Mean Joe Green or all the guys that have won the award for the Steelers, they we've seen that this organization win based off of those type of pillar players holding the team up. And it's the classic, you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships type mm. thing. I know it's such a cliche, but that is something that I think, especially going into next season, when you have the Steelers team that isn't entirely sure what their offensive identity is going to be, because again, we have no idea who's going to be under center for them come week one of the season. But this is something the team can rally around. I mean, we hear all the time, all last season, the guys just talk about the leadership that TJ Watt has. We know the leadership Cam Hayward has. We know kind of the leadership role Minka Fitzpatrick has really kind of stepped into. I mean, these are stars on this defense that are such impact players. They make those splash plays we hear Mike Tomlin talk about all the time. So those are guys you absolutely can build around, and that's going to be a thing. This, in a way, I think this coming season might feel a little bit like 2018. No, 2019. I keep doing math wrong. 2019, <laughs> when Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt and you're relying on Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, but that defense was so stellar and that defense kept them in a lot of games and forced those turnovers, forced those fumbles and interceptions and gave their offense short fields and that easy way to score. I think we're going to see that a lot this season. And I think that's something, again, this team can build on. It was really interesting. Um, during the season when Jerome Bettis uh, would come into the Channel 11 studio and we would tape the Jerome Bettis show, I remember him vividly. We kind of talked about, you know, what this team's window is and what they look like. You know, are they Super Bowl contenders? Can they be that team? I feel like we always have those types of conversations. But he says, he told me because of this defense, they absolutely can be. I mean, you have guys like TJ Watt, like Cam Hayward, like Mika Fitzpatrick. You know, maybe if Stephon Tuitt, you know, is able to come back this season, you add him back into the mix, you have these guys that are playmakers, guys like Joe Hayden, those types of players that this window isn't closed for this team because of this defense. The offense, yes, there's still some question marks, but this defense is really something that is such a big strength of this team and something that can carry them. And that is something you absolutely kind of have to, you know, not, we talk about building around, but you really do have to kind of bolster it as much as you can to give them so many weapons. And we know the Steelers have a decent amount of cap space coming into the season. They have that money that they'd be able to spend. I think what in top 10 in the league, top 15 in the league in terms of what they can spend. I, I believe top 10. Let me, let me confirm that right now by checking my numbers here. Yeah. They're definitely top 10, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In fact, they are 10 exactly, but that's Perfect. not even including when Ben Roethlisberger's money, money comes off the books. That'll, yep. that'll throw money on. Then they can still get rid of players like Eric Ebron, Joe Schobert. Uh, you, you get, you make some other moves. You can also restructure guys that are getting money like TJ, like cam. And then, you know, and then the Stefan to question you know that they could get themselves in this in the 60 million range of cap space this year if they if they do enough do enough work i mean that would put you in a, in a place where you're sitting there saying well okay you could legitimately get you know two or three star players yeah um you know for you know for that that, that can that can contribute whether it's on the offensive line the defense wherever and i think that 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 changes the dynamic of what this Steelers team could look like. Remember, you know, when the Steelers have tried to reload and create these great defenses, they've done so with the hefty Ben Roethlisberger contract. And for many of those years, also the hefty David DeCastro contract, the yep. hefty Marquise Pouncey contract. All of those are now going to be off the books. 
mm-hmm. that I think that that opens up a big door for them to say, you know what, let's commit financially to being yep. a, the, the the number one defense. Yep. And they have that ability. Again, we know the playmaking ability. There's a reason, you know, talking about TJ Watt coming off defensive player of the year. There's a reason why they paid him the money that they did this season, because they believed in him. They had this faith in him and they know what he's capable of. And he's that guy. I think when you talk about leadership, he's a guy that you're really going to see this team rally around because again, they don't have the veteran in Ben Roethlisberger, they don't have, you know, Najee Harris is still coming into his own, not saying he's not going to be a fantastic leader, but right. you kind of need that, those one or two guys. And I think it's just going to be Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. You're going to look to them on offense or on defense, obviously. You're going to look to them if you are on offense, defense, special teams. That's where I was going with that. It's late. I My brain is, uh, <laughs> we're, we're doing well. I'm like in the middle of adjusting to West Coast time. Um, but, you know, this, the, the leadership skill, and the leadership qualities that those guys have. I think that this team is going to rest on them regardless of what happens next season. And I think that, again, it's something that really you can, as a team, pinpoint and say, hey, this is an area of strength we know we're confident, really, really talented in. Let's find ways to strengthen around it and strengthen our offense so that we can compete. But I feel like, and I, you know, we keep talking about this, but the defense is going to be that focal point this season. No, absolutely. It has to be, but, but yeah. even more what you were, what you were getting at with the leadership component. Yeah. There's always like Cam Hayward's been a leader, but mm-hmm. there there's a, there's always a sense that like, you don't want to out leader. You don't want to out overstep the boundaries of the, the elder statesmen of the guys yeah. who are supposed, who are the leaders. And Ben Roethlisberger has been a leader for this team. He's been a guy we saw all year long. He was talking to Najee Harris, telling him about the, you know, the day of, of how Jerome Bettis was, was his guy that, that brought him into the league and helped him understand things and trying to help pass on the culture. But now the loudest guys in the room are going to be the defense. It's going yeah. to be Cam Hayward. And that's the environment that Ben Roethlisberger himself inherited. When he came in, he wasn't a loud guy. He wasn't you know, telling anybody what to do. It was Joey Porter. It was Troy Polamalu. It was James Ferrier. It was Casey Hampton. It was those guys. And then yeah. as, as as time went on, you know, James Harrison was worked into that mix. And you had all these guys, Aaron Smith, uh, Ike Taylor, Deshae Townsend. That that core that they were able to put together was a great defense that carried that that, that team. And then Ben Roethlisberger was like, "Hey, I'm a pretty good quarterback," and the offense was complementary to what the Steelers' defense did back then. That's what I think the Steelers are trying to set up right now is make that core because it's not just about a couple superstars. It's not just about T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick. It's great to have those three guys. But you need more pieces. You need other guys that are fitting in, you know, kind of like how the Rams have invested to have Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Floyd and and Aaron Donald and Taylor mm-hmm. Rapp uh, and Fuller. You know, like it's all the and Vaughn Miller. I mean, they just got guy on guy on guy because they fully invested into it. And the Steelers are in a position now without the hefty quarterback contract. You can get that guy. And then in the, in the next couple of years, you know, or even in this NFL draft, if it works out that way, you can get your quarterback for cheap as a rookie work with a five-year deal that kind of keeps it reasonable while you keep investing in that group. And then who knows where you come from a run. But even outside of the potential of a run, I think, is the potential for this new group to be to set the tone, be the leaders, be the voice, and be the guys that that reset the, 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 the culture of the locker room and say, hey, this is our show. You're just coming into it, guys. 
Yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more. You like hit all the nails right on the head there. But that is, again, it's kind of, you know, we see almost like a transition of power in a sense where it's like, all right, you know, moving things forward here, obviously. Ben Roethlisberger, we heard him too at the end of the season after the Chiefs game kind of say, you know, he's passing along the torch to Cam Hayward in terms of what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And so you're going to see kind of that new wave of tradition. And it's going to be those guys that, you know, this team automatically already looks up to all of those guys, the superstars on defense, but it's going to be about those key role players who's filling in those gaps that's really going to, you know, win or lose games for this team next season. Absolutely. And we will see how this how this group molds its its legacy, because I think the, these are these next few st- steps that they're about to take, uh, you know, to set up. Who do they go get to amplify this defense? And yes. how does that group gel together? It'll be a huge story, uh, not just for the team, but also for Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, can he get this can he get this group back to being one of the best defenses in the in the league or even back to being the best defense in the league? If you go back to the Steelers. Uh, you know, when he took over between 2007, when he first started coaching and 2012, there was only one year where the Steelers didn't rent finish first in either points or yards allowed. And that one year was the year that Troy Polamalu was hurt in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can get back to doing that kind of stuff. I think it changes a lot about how this team looks at, at its future, uh, not just long-term, but also short. Well, not just short-term, but also long-term, long-term with, how, yeah. with, with with their plans. But we've talked a lot about the Steelers. Steelers fans, we do got to talk about the Super Bowl. I know I, we got to get our thoughts on this. It's a big game this weekend. We've been talking about it for two weeks. Well, people have been talking about it for two weeks. We have not on this show because we've been focusing on your Pittsburgh Steelers. But we will take a step back and look at it. I want to get Jenna's thoughts as she's been in L.A. all week and all the great things she's been able to see. But first, got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. This, t- this is the time of the year that some people are starting to give up on their New Year's resolutions. But not this year. Stick to your resolution by, eat, by eating right and, and doing that thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you're actually going to enjoy eating Built Bars. Have you tried the new Puffs flavors? They have. If you haven't, you're missing out because it's one of the best tasting Built Bars that are around. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. All of them are so good, and these are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and yes, the Puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie but high in protein. Uh, The average Built Bar has 130 calories, Four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but packs 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You're making such a healthier decision. And there's all the flavors you could choose from. from coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, double chocolate, salted caramel, uh, minty, minted brownie. There's so many flavors that you can go to built.com right now and find to get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door. To do that, go to built.com. But when you do, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bars at built.com. And back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter. She's Jenna Harner. We're wrapping things up for the week getting you ready for the super bowl all right jenna tell me the craziest thing that you've seen since being in la for the past week getting ready for rams Bengals. 
That is a great question because this is LA and I'm really trying to think in terms of everything because there's been a lot. Um, actually today when I was in Santa Monica, um, walking around, it was awesome. They have this promenade, it's third street. It's kind of famous in Santa Monica, but they closed the whole promenade down and they have just like everything Super Bowl you could want tents giveaways, you know, kind of like if you're like a fan experience type thing, but in Santa Monica compared to the one that's downtown, they have like, you could throw the football and into the you that's know cool. targets and get that. Um, you had, you know, the Rams drum line walking through, which was really cool. You had the cheerleaders. We saw them. My personal favorite, well, personal favorite, the cheerleaders slash dance team because they're awesome. But um, there was a a guy in like that just walked out in strictly like a Rams underwear. It was like I don't know what the bit was there. I respected it. I was like, he was he was like a seventy year old man. I'm like, dude, I kind of respect it. Okay, that's funny. Um, but hey, it, it's Super Bowl week. This is it, this oh, is yeah. when it's 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 t- it's time for everyone's pulling out all the stops. Um, and uh, for crazy enough, this is the second straight year that the the city that hosts it has their team playing in it. Um, in the Los in the Los Angeles Rams, so um, huge you know huge experience for that. Um, and it's going to be an exciting week, but all, all week long, Jenna, you know, there's been the talk of Joe Burrow. Is he going to win a Super Bowl in his second year? Is it going to be Aaron Donald? Can the, can the, 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 the Bengals stop the pass rush of the Rams? I wanted to get your thoughts on who, who do you give the edge to as far as, as far as that matchup is Joe Burrow cool enough? Cause the, the man got sacked nine times by the Titans and still found a way to win. And now you're going up against a pass rush that that brings this heat. Does that pass rush even matter if this guy can still play through those? This matchup to me is fascinating. And I'm one, I love the fact that it's two teams. And I say this cautiously, I'm treading lightly, but like it's, I know Steelers fans do not like the Bengals in any way, shape or form, Mm -hmm. but like this Bengals team to me, and maybe this is my outside perspective, but like, these are two teams you don't hate. Like I've been seeing on Twitter, so many Steelers fans that are like, yeah, I'm aboard. Like, let's go Joe Burrow. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I respect it. I appreciate (laughs) your honesty. You're, you're, Um, you're willing. You're allowed to do whatever you want, but we're allowed yeah. to call you on it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But these are kind of, you know, it's not the Patriots again. It's not the Chiefs again. These are two teams that, you know, I think people are really excited to see. That's kind of where I was going with that. But I look at the matchup and I I mean, you saw what the Rams pass rush did in the <sighs> NFC championship game. I mean, that was the reason at the end they won that game mm-hmm. it all goes back to Aaron Donald and this man is so hungry for a championship all week in his media availability he's kind of been talking about it one of the most interesting things I loved is he kind of was asked you know about the first time he made it what's different between that time and this time and he said you know when you make it to a Super Bowl you know all the hard work it takes but you put in so much hard work that you think okay we're just going to get there next year like you know we have no problem getting back to this point and then you realize how hard it is to get back to the Super Bowl and how rare those opportunities are. So he's not taking anything for credit. So expect Aaron Donald to kind of come into this matchup really intense, really, really fired up as we expect a lot of this team to be. But I think the Titans game was kind of that wake up call for the Bengals in the sense of like, 
oh, we have a lot we need to kind of make sure that we don't do. And that offensive line has their moments where you see good things and then you see some and you're like, I don't know. So I'm giving the edge to the Rams just because of how lethal that pass rush is and how lethal that defense is. I mean, that was the reason they went out and got Von Miller. They wanted to win a Super Bowl. This was a big thing for them. And here they are, one win away from accomplishing that goal. So I'm going to be, I mean, this game is intriguing to me in so many ways. I saw a tweet today that was kind of fascinating that these offenses are kind of carbon copies of one another. And it's so (laughs) true. They're very similar offenses. Um, But I I think that this game is kind of going to come down to the offensive line of the Bengals versus the Rams pass rush. I, I do think that's one of the major uh, major matchups in this game. I'm also looking at, you know, Jalen Ramsey and what do they do with him and Jamar Chase? You know, there's been a lot yeah. of talk that they, they might not make Jalen Ramsey follow Jamar Chase. They might kind of just leave, have guys line up in their positions and stay where they are and play their sides of the field and just trust that wherever Jamar Chase is, they'll try to take him away because obviously he's the he's the biggest factor here. And also, you know, the Bengals, they, their players got two awards in, 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 in on, on, on uh, Thursday night. Uh, you had uh, Joe Burrow win comeback player of the year and Jamar Chase win offensive rookie of the year. That's... Yeah. I mean that that you know, you and and that's the day before that's the that's two two days before they play in the Super Bowl. I, I think mm-hmm. it, it says a lot. It's because it's not just going to be about their passers. It's going to be about can the Bengals you know receivers and it's not just him. Of course, it's uh uh you know uh, T Higgins and of course Pitt's own uh, uh Tyler Boyd. Uh you know yeah. who play, also played high school football here at Clareton. Um and Jenna, you got to talk to his family or you and about you know what it means for him to be there. I, I think these are some really cool opportunities that we're about to see with really talented players, but also, you know, two teams with major pit connections in t- Tyler Boyd for the, for the Bengals and Aaron Donald for the Rams. Yeah. Just seeing the local connections. I think that's been one of the coolest parts about all of this for our Pittsburgh listeners is, you know, both Aaron Donald and Tyler Boyd are this, these homegrown talents, you know, Aaron Donald, Penn Hills went to pit Tyler Boyd, Clareton went to pit um, and talking to Tyler Boyd's mom and talking to people who knew Aaron Donald, like they'll tell you that they knew that these guys were going to get there, but it's still so surreal for them to see them on the stage and be like, you know, I knew him when I always saw this talent in him, but it's different when you see them there on the biggest stage in the sport doing what they're doing. Absolutely, it is different. I mean, it, and, and it's also you know, when you talk about it for so long about you're, you're going to get there, and then finally look around. Oh wait, this is the Super Bowl. This is the moment. Yeah. Um, and Aaron Donald, his second trip there. Uh, you know, it's, you know, because he was there, and they, they they lost a close, excuse me, a close one to the Patriots the last time he was there. It's going to be really intriguing to see how things play out. All right. All that aside, it's predictions time. Jenna, who you got winning? Give me your, your turning point of the game, what decides it, and your final score. Uh, this is so hard. This is beyond difficult for me because this can be a game I think easily both teams could win, and you could tell me, oh, the Rams won because of this, and the Bengals won because of this, and I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, that makes sense. Absolutely. Like if you say, Oh, the Bengals win because Joe Burrow went off and had a phenomenal night and, you know, Jamar chase was unstoppable or, Oh, the Rams won because, you know, Matt Stafford found Cooper cup twice and the defense came up clutch. Like there are plausible reasons for both of these teams to win. There isn't that like, you know, at least in my opinion, crazy, like heavy favorite, like again, going back, you know, this isn't Mm -hmm. the, 
the Chiefs going up against a you know smaller AFC team, or you know this isn't the Patriots riding the hot hand with Tom Brady. You know right. these are seemingly very evenly matched teams. I think I just got to go with the Rams strictly because of what they have on paper. But again, I it's so hard to count Joe Burrow out in a championship game. I mean, he's been on these big stages. I'm going to be so intrigued to see how he handles everything on Sunday night. But I think on paper, I got to go with the Rams. I'm making sure my math is correct here. I'm counting in my head. I think I'm going the Rams 31, Bengals 24. It's going to be close. It's going to be back and forth. I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. But I think the Rams just make one more play, whether it's the defense kind of capitalizing on a turnover, giving Matthew Stafford a short field, or just Cooper Cup having a phenomenal after, phenomenal evening. Again, LA time, it's weird. Um, I'm going with the Rams in this one, but this is no doubt going to be a really awesome game. I think it's going to be an awesome game. And you, you, one thing you said, there's a lot of parallels between these teams. You know, yeah. Yeah, you know, two quarterbacks that, you know, have big arms that can move around a bit to buy times for their teammates. Uh, loaded receiving cores, whether it's, you know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, or it's, um, you know, it's, it's Cooper Cup who won Offensive Player of the Year. Phenomenal guy. That guy. That, that guy. Cooper Cup's on another level, man. Like that, that dude is ridiculous what he's able to do. He does it all. Anyone that tries to say, oh, he's just a route runner, this, you're crazy. That man, that man does way too much stuff. And then you got Odell Beckham Jr., who has come on strong for, for them in the in the in their weeks leading up to the playoffs and had uh had an over 100 yards in the NFC championship game. Um, they, they've done they've done a ton. Um, and and then again, you talk about that defense. The Rams do have a lot, but I'm going with the Bengals. And oh. Here's 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 my switch up here because I I was feeling the Rams, but when I was looking back at the film and how the the Bengals adjusted to what Patrick Mahomes did in the second half and how they were able to take away the things that he liked, I think that I've I've, I've never felt solidified that Matt Stafford is some great quarterback. I've always thought he's talented. I've always thought he has a big arm and he has he has he has the the, the gusto you need of a starting quarterback, but. He's never been a starting quarterback that frightens me that like, oh, my gosh, we're playing Matt Stafford. And I truly think I truly think that if the Bengals made that kind of adjusted to Patrick Mahomes, even if the Rams jump out to an early lead, the Bengals are can, can adjust to it, get him to make some mistakes late and fight their way back. I think it's also important to point out when you look at how some of these games have been played, when you look at, look at the Rams and you look at, uh, look at their schedule, you think back to the last, their last four games they played or three games or however long uh, the playoffs that playoffs have been, you know, you think back to the regular season game, they lost the last game of the season. Why? Because they gave up a 17 to nothing lead to the San Francisco 49ers. You go to their playoff games. Now they blew the Cardinals out. That wasn't an issue, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were dead and buried. And they allowed them back. Uh, you know, you 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 look you look at that. Now the um, the Niners are different. They had to come back on the Niners, but the Rams haven't put together the you know uh, the the ultimate you know the ultimate complete game yet for me. And that to me, the the Bengals have been cardiac kids, and I think that. If the if that defense makes adjustments on Matt Stafford, I'm not sure if he's ready to take that. And if Joe Burrow can just get enough out of his playmakers. They can find ways to put up points. I'm saying the Bengals win this one 27-24. It's going to come down to a late drive, and they find a way to get get it done. And um, it might even be the Bengals kicker who makes the kick because they say he never misses uh, to get to get it done. But I'm going Bengals. You're going Rams. It, but either way, I do agree this is going to be a fun one to watch. 
Evan McPherson fan club. I would like to say that right <laughs> now. Just make that point of that. He is exciting. I, I do like it. It's also crazy to think, you know, we've we've watched a league with Justin Tucker and Chris Boswell for the past several years. And now we're getting this kid just bursting onto the scene and talking all sorts of stuff about how good he is. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool to see kickers with swagger. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to see that come into the game. But there you have it. Jenna picks the Rams. I got the Bengals. We'll see who was right Sunday night in the Super Bowl. But Steelers fans, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you joining the Locked On Steelers podcast as always. Remember, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our for all of our daily content there. If you want to help out the show further, go on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review with a positive comment, and you we, we, we get a shout out at the end of the show. Jenna, thanks so much for you joining us here. You're always a pleasure to have on the show, especially on Fridays, getting getting us ready for, for game days. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work and uh, what you're going to be doing for the Super Bowl. Oh, well, Chris, it is always a pleasure to join you on Fridays. My favorite part of Fridays. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner, uh, WPXI. We're going to continue to bring you guys uh, awesome coverage from here in LA. I got some really cool stories coming for you the next two days. And then Super Bowl coverage is going to be kind of interesting with NBC having the Olympics. It's kind of Olympic heavy, Super Bowl heavy, Olympic heavy. Um, so we will be live from SoFi Stadium after the game. Um, I believe it's 11 p.m. Eastern time. Maybe it's no, it's midnight. Just kidding. Um, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. I don't know anything with time changes. Um, <laughs> so definitely uh, tune in. We'll have some really awesome content for you. The up to the minute reactions again, getting Aaron Donald, getting Tyler Boyd, getting former Steeler Mike Hilton, all those guys uh, talking about the game. And depending on who wins, you know, elation, excitement, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of potential heart break and you know you know all the emotions that a lot of uh, these players are going to feel so definitely tune in because we'll be doing i'll be giving you guys all the inside scoop and everything happening uh from sofi stadium should be an awesome awesome sunday Yes, it should be. Do check out Channel 11 WPXI. They're going to be doing a lot of great work. If you, even if you're not in the Pittsburgh area, you can watch it on WPXI now by going to WPXI.com. Thanks again for checking out the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Be back in your ears and on your screens Monday. Uh, we might it might be a little bit late, might be a little bit early. I'm debating on uh, on on how I want to film uh, this upcoming episode, but we'll see how that goes out. But either way, have a great weekend. Enjoy your Super Bowl. Spend it spend it with family, spend it with friends, spend it responsibly, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. 